This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello. Great to be with you again today. And Bridget, I hate to sound like a broken record, but we still need a few more. We do. I'm talking about the uh, Kroger folks. Now, we never want to tell you where to shop, but if you shop at Kroger and if you use a Kroger reward card, which most Kroger shoppers do, uh, you can help Catholic Radio simply by going to catholicradioindy.org, Catholic radioindy.org and click on the Kroger logo. Uh, they ask you a couple of questions and your card number, and then you can pick a charity. And if you pick Catholic Radio Indy, all three words, Catholic Radio Indy, that's all you have to do. And then every time you shop for anything at all, whether it be a loaf of bread, gallon of milk, uh, pizza, whatever it might be, Catholic Radio gets a small percentage. And We've got a lot of listeners, so if everybody jumps on board and does that, it'll really help us out. Uh, a while back, we had 140. We were going for 150, and we're pretty close to that right now. We just need a couple more people to do that. So remember, CatholicRadioIndy.org. Click on the Kroger logo. Choose Catholic Radio Indy as your charity. Well, this week we are celebrating Catholic Schools Week, so yay rock, Catholic Schools, and that's our topic for today, and, and we're, we're really blessed to have our guest today, Interim Superintendent of Catholic Schools for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, Mary McCoy. Thanks for being with us, and welcome to Faith in Action, Mary. Thank you for having me here. Well, this has been a really wild, I guess, 2020, and now we're going into 2021, and, and wow, I mean, teachers have really, really had to step up to the plate as kind of our our first responder heroes, in a sense, you know, to uh, really meet these challenges. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about um, Catholic schools, maybe give us a little overview of how many students are in the Archdiocese of Indianapolis, and, um, and we'll get into all the hero heroic efforts that they've made uh, in these challenging times. But just give us a quick overview, if you would, Mary. Thank you, Bridget. I would love to. So, yes, the Archdiocese of Indianapolis is the largest diocese in the state of Indiana. There are five of them, and, okay. and we actually cover quite a bit of area. We um, currently serve 68 schools. Eleven of those schools are high schools, wow. and 57 of them are elementary. Um, and as I said, we span over quite a large area of, of the Indianapolis and southern part of the state, 39 counties total, and about 13,000 square miles. So yeah, that's it's a huge a, area. It's a huge, it and, and very diverse, too. Very diverse. So basically, Bridget, if you would draw a line from the north side of Indianapolis and then go all the way south down to the Ohio River, down to Clarksville, Jeffersonville, New Albany, excluding that Evansville diocese, that is the Archdiocese wow. of Indianapolis. Wow. Um, we have nearly 2,300 teachers serving in our schools and about 21,000 students. Now, normally Catholic Schools Week is the time when schools have open houses and encourage people to come in and uh, tour the school, meet the teachers and things like that. Uh, this year, is it going to be quite a bit different? Quite a bit, yes. Um, the and, understatement, and like said, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and like you said, in a typical year, we would be celebrating this week with masses and open houses and other fun activities for students and families. And, 
and parishioners and even community members. But like Jim said, this is not your typical year. So so schools have really gotten creative in, in how to celebrate this week and, and to really make it special for our teachers and our students as well, you know. For example, our masses are be, many masses are being live streamed now. Um, I've seen where schools have done virtual tours um, of of their open houses. So they've gotten really creative with technology, and and instead of inviting community members into our schools to say thank you um, for your support of our Catholic schools, they might be writing notes, or they might even be creating videos and and sending those out through a YouTube video or virtual. So. Um, the creativeness, I just, I just can't say enough of what our schools have been able to do to continue to promote Catholic education across the Archdiocese. Now, you talk about technology and videos and things like that. Uh, have most teachers been able to adapt to the e-learning as opposed to the standing in front of the classroom? Absolutely. They've had to. They, they haven't had much choice. So, um, you know, back last March when all of our schools were totally shut down and we went to virtual learning, um, we, we were prepared to a certain extent, but not to the extent we are today. It, it, it's amazing how far we've come with technology, the way it's being used in the classrooms, the way teachers have had professional development and prepared and, and been able to provide now that um, that virtual instruction much easier and much better today than they did back in March. I'm wondering, as a student, can you, if you're homeschooling by uh, e by uh, the internet, can you chew gum? <laughs> <laughs> Just a question. <laughs> well, I couldn't when I was in school. <laughs> Are you going to answer that question, Mary? <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine that's probably a, a decision made by each individual there, uh, teacher. You know, how, how disruptive is that gum chewing there gum, you go. truly? There you go. <laughs> wow, that's, that's the question of the year already. So uh, we're talking with Mary, Mary McCoy. She's the interim superintendent of Catholic schools. And I, I just want to get this out there. We've got about six minutes left. I want to, um, you had mentioned that um, you are going to be retiring at some point. Um, maybe in the spring, or I think maybe was that when you said, but maybe in the fall, maybe in the fall, yeah. maybe in the fall. Okay. So <laughs> thank you. Um, but, but that position's open. So maybe there's a Catholic school teacher or listener that might know of someone who wants that big job. Um, how do they, how do they apply? Yes. Yeah, so we are currently accepting applications for a new superintendent for the archdiocese and would love to have those that might be interested to apply for the position. And the best way to do that is to go to our website at www.archindy.org slash OCS. And you can find available jobs on that website. Well, I'd like to talk about what has instruction looked like um, in the classroom from when it first started. Some some Catholic schools up in the Hamilton County area have just kind of plowed forward and been able to stay open. I know um, Catholic schools in, in Marion County, I think, opened. And I would get, give us the, the lay of the land of what's happened since March. Absolutely. So, um, so as we all know, all of our uh, all of our schools closed down back in March. Our teachers, our principals worked really, really hard all summer coming up with a plan to begin school again in the fall and really with our um, goal to open all of our Catholic schools in the fall, August of, um, of 2020, uh, 2020, 2020. And, and we were blessed that we were able to do that. All of our schools opened back up and um, 
some have remained open. Some have had to flip to a virtual model. But um, you mentioned earlier, Bridget, you know, about our true heroes. And, and I just need to say that in my eyes, it's our teachers and our principals that have been our true heroes during this pandemic. And that's not to diminish the important services that our health professionals and our first responders are doing. But, but I've just seen it firsthand. I've seen the challenges that our teachers have been up against. And, and they're doing everything. They're doing in-person learning as well as virtual learning at the same time and sometimes doing both and and they're doing lunch duties and eating with their lunches and going out to re- with their students and going out to recess with their students and you know um, keeping in touch with those students and families that are struggling the, during this pandemic and not to mention sanitizing classrooms and wiping down desks and they're just a little bit doing a little bit of everything right now and and I have to admit they're doing an amazing job they truly are well, we, my husband and I were over at Adoration, our, over, our Adoration Chapel at the parish, and it was right next to the school, and we looked, and, and, and we said, why are all the lights on over there? I was like, they were in there cleaning, and it's like, yeah, they have to do that every night, you know? So, yeah, I mean, God bless you for all that. So, what, just give us a real quick, what is the mission of a Catholic school, and why are Catholic schools so valuable? And then I want to get into the affordability and how people can afford it if they need help. Sure, and, and, and all of our individual schools, all 68 schools, have their own mission statements as well as we do here at the Office of Catholic Schools. And, and as you probably well know, they have a lot of, some have many fancy words and mm-hmm. are very long, but just to put it plain and simple for us all to understand, our Catholic school's mission is to form young people in our Catholic faith as modeled by Jesus Christ. Hey, amen. Amen. That's amen. awesome. Amen. Yeah. And, and why is Catholic Schools Week and just Catholic schools in general important for our culture and for our church and for our world? Yeah, so as you know, there's, there's data out there that shows those that attend our Catholic schools are, um, give back to the community and are able to support different entities in our community and, and truly bring the value of a Catholic education back to their community. So, so it's so important. And, and we truly do want anyone and everyone that would like to have a Catholic education to be able to afford that and be able to send their kids to Catholic schools. And so there are different ways to afford a Catholic education. There, um, we are so blessed that we are in our 10th year of the Indiana Choice um, Scholarship Program, commonly known as a voucher. Mm-hmm. So that is always available to our, our families for those, and that's a financial need. And there's also our tax credit scholarship program. And many of our schools have um, their own assistance available as well. So anyone that would, would want a Catholic education or a desire a Catholic education, uh, you know, I would say reach out to those individual schools, go to our website, again, www.archnd.org slash OCS, and you can find more information on how to afford a Catholic education and what that means. So if you're considering sending your child to a Catholic school or changing them over to a Catholic school, um, there is hope, there are opportunities. So should they go to the individual school that's maybe in their neighborhood or their parish to start, or should they start with over, over on your website? I would start at the individual schools, but I know some families or parents out there don't know, you know, even where to start with that if there is a school in their neighborhood. So they are welcome to come to our website. They have all of our schools listed there, their locations, and then that will help you decide 
which school might be most convenient for you or close to your neighborhood. We just have about a minute left here. Um, tell us what it's been like for you to be in the leadership at the Archdiocese of Catholic Education. What's it been like for you? During your some really interesting <laughs> times. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in my 30th year with the, with the Archdiocese, you know, as a teacher, a principal, and now down here um, as interim superintendent. But um, it, it's 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 has its challenges during these challenging times, as you can imagine, but just the supports and the team that we have in place here in the Office of Catholic Schools is amazing and here at the Archdiocese. So it's, 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 it is what it is, and it's, it's all good. You know, we're doing God's work, and we continue to do what we can do even during these pandemic times. If you'd want to encourage anyone that might be on the fence about considering a Catholic school, um, what would you say to them? Go check it out. If you have not been in a Catholic school, go into a Catholic school, get a tour, maybe a virtual tour at this time, and, and go see the wonderful things that are happening in our schools because I can't do justice for it. You need to go experience it for yourself. Mary, could you give us the website one more time? Sure can, www.archnd.org slash OCS. Our guest today has been Mary McCoy. She's the Interim Superintendent of Catholic Schools for the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. Thanks so much for being our guest today on Faith in Action. Thank you. God bless you. You're listening to Catholic Radio Indy, converting the culture to Christ through radio, featuring 100% Catholic programming 24-7. Do your friends a favor. Tell them about Catholic Radio Indy. It's overwhelming how good I feel listening to it. It is so good. You guys are such a blessing. Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. And this is actually Catholic Schools Week is January 29th through February 6th this year. And so we're making an effort to talk to as many of the different Catholic schools as we can. And right now we're talking to Chuck Weisenbach and Chuck is principal at Ron Colley School. Welcome, Chuck. Thank you both to you and Bridget for having me. Excited. And, and we were just talking. We were introducing you as principal, and uh, principal is kind of a somewhat temporary title right now, right? Yeah, this is my 26 years principal, and I'm excited to have been given the opportunity to be the president of Ron Colley beginning July 1st this coming summer. Wow! Very good. congratulations. Well, tell us what Thank part. You. Tell us what part of the. Um, city Ron Colley is located on for those who may not know maybe give us a little bit about your mission and maybe how how Ron Colley stands out or is unique from other schools Catholic schools in the area thank you Bridget so we're located on the south side of Indianapolis just south of the I-465 65 interchange so that's it I mean our property butts up to 65 so okay. you're just south of that 465 belt loop there uh, not too far from the University of Indianapolis campus so uh, continue to right now be the largest Catholic high school in the state of Indiana with 1,064 students and enrollments holding steady there. I think we could grow a little bit, but that's where we've been for a while. Um, you know, it's a little bit unique is that we're the only Catholic school. Well, I, I, we're, we're a merger. We're a result of a merger that took place in 1969. So our school opened in, in 1916 uh, as Sacred Heart Catholic Central High School downtown where Sacred Heart Church still is. Sacred Heart Church is still there, but the high school is not. So Sacred Heart opened in 1916, and then the facility that we're on right now opened in 1962 as Bishop Chartrand High School, which obviously sometimes gets confused with Bishop Chartrand and Bishop Chattard, those two names being yeah. mm. together. Yeah. And then um, Sacred Heart High School was renamed in 1967 to John F. Kennedy Memorial High School. 
and then Kennedy Memorial and Roncalli, or K- Kennedy Memorial and Chartrand merged in 1969. So we are a result of a merger, which we feel blessed by. Uh, so we've got a number of alumni from Sacred Heart, Kennedy, Chartrand, and now Roncalli. So we're in our 52nd year as Roncalli, uh, named obviously after St. John the 23rd, Angelo Roncalli, uh, who was Pope from 1958 to 1963. Um, and so that's something we really, really cherish is our namesake. We spent a great deal of time traveling around Europe and reading and, and, and reflecting on the life of Angelo Roncalli, which we really appreciate. Now, typically, uh, I think typically during high, uh, during Catholic Schools Week, uh, schools have open houses, tours, and uh, different things like that. This year, because of the COVID, what what's uh, Catholic Schools Week activities look like at Ron Colley? So it's a good question, Jim. I think the, the, the open house format is probably for during Catholic Schools Week specifically is more of a K-8 world. Our high schools mostly have our open houses and tours in the fall prior to our placement test as a way to attract more students. So we'll continue to have shadow visits. Uh, we allow eighth graders from our South Deanery schools or from any other school to come in and shadow. Uh, I think some of the big parts of Catholic Schools Week will be each day that the, the school prayer will focus on a specific uh, either you know piece of Catholic education, maybe a historical piece of Catholic education, maybe one of the ministerial focuses of Catholic education. So the daily prayer each day will focus specifically on that great gift of Catholic education. And then we'll obviously have a Mass. And you asked what's different, Jim. What's different is normally, you know, we'd have one big all-school Mass, put, you know, all 1,100 people in the gym and have a beautiful liturgy. But with COVID, we currently exist and will be for at least the next couple of weeks in a hybrid schedule. So we'll have to have two Masses that week, uh, one for the A through K students and then one through the L through Z students. So that's going to be a little bit different this year. We'll have two Masses in place of one. I'm curious, um, Chuck, you have students that, um, are most of your students Catholic? And I know you've got a lot of feeder schools, but then you probably have non-Catholic school students as well. What's, what's that look like in terms of a religious demographic? Yeah, Bridget, we've been pretty consistent. This is my 37th year at Ron College, so we've tracked that. And so we have 10 South Deanery grade schools uh, that really feed. They are, they are our lifeblood. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do wonderful work. And uh, we're, we have been for historically right at 90 to 92% of our student body uh, would be Catholic. And then approximately, as you can see, maybe 6 to 8% on any given year would be other faith denominations. Uh, we've been blessed by those who've come to us from other church and faith denominations. I think they understand our mission. Uh, they want to support the mission and be a part of a faith community. So what's it been like for you? And, and I guess maybe tell us a little bit about the impact maybe on your faith life and on the faith life of, of the students that go there over the years. What have you observed and what have you experienced, I guess, as a, as, as a recipient of passing on the faith? Two questions there. Yeah, I think for me personally, I mean, my life was changed forever. Um, I come from a family of 10 kids back in the 60s and 70s. Um, and, and when the merger happened in 1969, my family was right in the middle of that. And there were some struggles for our school at the time. And so some of my older siblings went to the neighboring public school. And when it came time for me in eighth grade, I asked my mom and dad, is there any way I could go to Roncalli, which they granted me that opportunity. And it changed my life. I mean, the people here, the teachers, the coaches, the administrators, uh, just really touched my life in a very profound way. And, and really, it just they brought Christ alive in my life, and that's where I began to understand the value of having Christ in your life every day. And really, just really fell in love with it and dreamed of the day of coming back and, and trying to be a part of that as a teacher or administrator. 
And I think that's still what we're here to do today. You know, we, we want to help everybody in this building make disciples of all nations. That's really what we try to say. Part of our graduate profile says to go make disciples of all nations uh, in the image of St. John the 23rd. And so can we bring Christ alive every day in the halls of Oncology? Wow, and, that, and that's the mission for all Catholics. So, um, Chuck Weisenbach, a principal of Ron Colley High School, thanks so much for being our guest. We're out of time. And, and God bless you, and enjoy Catholic Schools Week. Our coverage of Catholic Schools Week continues, and uh, we've been talking a lot about education. But our next guest is somebody that a lot of people are going to recognize, both the name and probably the voice. Yes, we're going to be talking with Grace Trahan Rodacap, and I hope I said that correctly because I just know you as Grace Trahan, you know, from uh, from the news. Um, but but you are the director of marketing for Cathedral High School, and we're going to be talking about Catholic Schools Week and how Cathedral is going to be celebrating. So welcome to Faith in Action, Grace. Thank you. Thank you for having me, and you did a beautiful job with my name. So thank you very much. I'm so thrilled to be joining you today. Well, tell us a little bit about maybe maybe where Cathedral's located, maybe the mission of your school, and maybe how Cathedral is a little different or unique than maybe other Catholic schools in the area. Absolutely. Cathedral is located on 56th Street, not far from Emerson Way. It's kind of easy to drive right past us because we're up on the hill, so you have to almost be looking for us. We're nestled on the hill, beautiful campus, 40 acres. We have approximately 1,050 students here, and our mission is to transform the hearts and minds of a diverse group of students to have the competence to see and the courage to act. And I think what really speaks to me is the transformation. You have students who come on campus at 13 years old, and they're just so unsure about everything. And what we do here is we just transform their hearts and minds so that by the time they graduate from Cathedral High School, they've grown closer to God, and they've come to know themselves, and they're competent to see what needs to be done in the world and to make the world a better place. Uh, You mentioned uh, the campus there. Cathedral is one thing that a lot of the area Catholic high schools don't have, and that's trees and lots of green grass. (laughs) Lots and lots of trees. It's so beautiful in the fall. Sometimes I'm just in awe, and I have the blessing of sitting near a window, so sometimes I'll just glance at the window and look at all the beautiful foliage, and then I think, oh yeah, Grace, gotta get back to work. So it is beautiful in the fall, especially. I want to ask you about um, how uh, Cathedral has been managing or dealing with COVID in terms of instruction. You want to talk a little bit about that? Absolutely, and I'm so proud of our community because we've all been partners in this process. Uh, We all want to be together on the Hill, and our students and our parents know that they have to partner with us in order to make sure that we can continue to do that. And we've had to be very nimble and ready to pivot if something should change. So we were very fortunate in that beginning of the year, we were on campus four days out of the week, everyone, Tuesday through Friday. The exception being um, those students who chose to teach, who who, uh, chose to learn virtually, I should say, or those who were quarantined. But for the most part, we were on full 
campus Tuesday through Friday, with Monday being what we called Mission Monday. And that day was virtual for everyone, and it gave the teachers an opportunity to actually see their students' entire face (laughs) and for the students to see their peers' entire face and to have clubs meet and just to give it a different feel and really give the cleaning crew that extra day to do that deep clean. We were so fortunate to be able to do that August through November. And then when November hit, things kind of went downhill really fast. And if you remember, all schools were asked to go on virtual. Things just kind of skid, it was downhill really fast. But we are very blessed in that we're back on campus again, and we are on campus Tuesday through Friday with uh, continuing with virtual on Mondays. And uh, knock wood, by the grace of God, it's going well so far. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, tell us, uh, we just have a couple minutes left, if you could tell us what you have planned for Catholic Schools Week. Anything, um, any kind of celebrations or what are you doing? Yeah, it looks going to look a little different. Usually we have a huge assembly and mass, but we have continued to pray virtually. Um, and even when we're on campus, we will have the students in various classrooms and they just go to a virtual link and we can pray virtually. So we will do that during Catholic Schools Week. Uh, we also lead each day with prayer. And each day that week we'll have special prayers as we uh, celebrate and thank all of the people who have made Cathedral High School and Catholic high schools possible. So making sure that it's top of mind and because we feel so grateful to be able to be together and to be able to pray together and to worship together. And in the fall, we actually did have an all-school mass. We were able to have three of the grades outside mm-hmm. on, the, on the practice football field. It was just beautiful. And then we had our seniors in the gym, and we were able to celebrate mass Um, all together. So I'm hopeful that once the weather starts to warm up a bit, we can do that again, because it is such a blessing to be able to go to school and pray with your friends and with your teachers. We have just about a minute left, and I want to ask you what kind of an impact either on you or on the students that you you see happen in terms of being in that environment and and passing on the faith and, and celebrating God and our faith? It's beautiful. It's really um it has drawn me closer to God because I've seen students draw closer to God. They don't have all the answers. We don't have all the <laughs> answers. But together uh, we pray and we worship, and it's been interesting for me. I've been here long enough now to see students come in as freshmen and, again, to be just a little unsure and question and kind of dip their toe in the pool a little bit more, a little bit more, and then by the time they're a senior, they're reading at Mass or they're, they're helping with the um, handout communion, or they're even being a peer mentor and speaking to the incoming students about their faith journey. And it happens within that four-year span. So it, it's just beautiful to see that transformation happens. And, again, it makes me stronger in my faith. And it's a blessing to me to be able to, to model to students because the more they see adults in the building who are praying, the more they walk past the chapel and they see us in prayer, starting our meetings before prayer, the more that they realize that, hey, you know, being with God does lead to joy, does lead to peace, and eventually will lead us all to heaven. Amen. Grace Traham Rodekamp, uh, Director of Marketing for Cathedral High School. Thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Happy Catholic Schools Week. Oh, same to all of you. God bless. Thanks.
You have been listening to Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.